This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your Angry Company's Founder Series. I am Maddie Guest and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie Dicker. Hello, Sophie. Part two <laughs> of our mini reflection build-up of YRGC. Yeah. I was going to say, do you want to actually talk about how we came up with the name, <laughs> Your Angry Company? I don't remember, do you? It was a process of elimination. I know we came up with a lot of names and some of them were so cringe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I remember a lot of, like, making sense, but yeah. like spelt like C-E. And there was a lot of, it, like, those ones already taken. And then- there was one really bad one and it was, like, making money or something and then in brackets, or it will get away from you. I don't know. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Coming up with a name because you have to like love it. I also remember, I think we floated your own good company and I think Alec created from Equity Mates created a WhatsApp group and just, he said, we'll just call it that for the moment. And if we change our minds, like we can change it later. And I knew as soon as he did that, I was like, this is it. This is the name. It's stuck. Yeah. Well, for anyone that actually wants the background, the meaning is it was a double entendre that you're investing in good companies, Yes. but you're also in good company speaking with friends about investing. Yes. So love it. That's where it'll happen. So I'm a bit nervous for today's episode because we put the call out to you guys, our audience, and got you to, I guess, ask the questions that you were interested in hearing, and we're going to answer those today. First question, put them in a little Google Doc, is what are your day jobs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I actually do get asked this a lot, which is quite interesting. So we we both work full-time and we only do this on the side. My day job is at PwC. It's one of the big four accounting firms in the city. And up until very recently, I was in a team called Transaction Services. And basically what we do is it's called financial due diligence. So if a company is looking at buying another company or selling, they want to sell the company or a part of their company, or also if they want to list on this like ASX or on the stock exchange, then we basically go through their performance, their financial performance, and we identify what is driving the business, what are the key risks, um, what are the sort of key trends that have been going on in the business's financial performance. And we also look at the forecast and try and sort of understand, is it realistic? Is it likely to be correct? And basically then write a report for our client. And I love it because I think it's like understanding how businesses work, right, is what I find really interesting. And when we, the people that we get to interact with, 
in our day to day is like you're talking to the company, CFOs, CEOs, sometimes it's the founders, but really senior people in these businesses and hearing directly from them about how their company works. And I think it's such amazing experience to be able to get in their heads and understand the way that it's all sort of operating. When I moved up to Sydney, I've moved into a slightly different job and it's now more talking, which I love because previously I was in spreadsheets a lot. So my role is now sort of working with the partners across our team to understand what they're seeing in the market at the moment, what businesses they're selling or what businesses that they've got um, that they're looking at buying at for different clients and basically then trying to use all of that information to support our private equity clients. So for example, Kate Morris's firm Glow Capital is one of the um, companies, one of the private equity funds we work with and I guess help them make good decisions around their investments based on the information that we know from internally. So it's good fun. I feel like in this new role, I'm starting to see a lot of what we do in the podcast come into it. Like we're speaking to mm. founders, we're speaking to about what's going on in the market. Um, so yeah, that's been kind of like a nice full circle moment, I guess. Simple To simplify it, you're kind of like a matchmaker yeah, for companies and people that have money to fund those companies exactly. or buy those companies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good fun. Yeah. I always find describing roles in corporate finance really difficult. I know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I think I just spent five minutes trying to explain one role. So there you go. But so what do you do? Tell us. I'm also in um, finance. I work at, my role is an M&A advisory um, consultant. Love which it. sounds like a lot of jargon. But the best way I describe it, and I describe it to people who are wanting to get into the industry really simply, is we're kind of like real estate agents for businesses. Mm. It doesn't do the role justice because there's a lot more to it. But for companies that want to sell, they'll come to us and we will find them, you know, the appropriate bidders. We'll do all their marketing documentation, just like you would do for a house. We have all the contacts and then we will take them through the whole process of selling their business Um to a potential buyer, including, you know, all the due diligence, making sure that the business is what they say it is, uh, all the legal stuff. Obviously there's lawyers involved. I'm not a lawyer, (laughs) but um, overseeing that project management. Um, So it's a super interesting role. And it's same, same as what Mad said, it's middle market. So it's mum and dad businesses bigger as well. But um, you get to speak with like the CEO, CFO, management team. It's it's a very hands-on people kind of role, which I love. Mm. And how have you found, I guess, the interaction between like what we do with the podcast and has it helped or has work helped with the podcast? I think there's so much overlap um, in really interesting ways, particularly so in my job, like there might be a business that will come to us that's like, I don't know, a coffee company Mm. or a manufacturer or um, someone that sells like just, it's literally can be so random. So I think like always doing that industry research can really help with number one from work to the podcast because then it helps me think of content. Mm. But the other way around as well with like podcast researching that I can put into my work. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of crossover Um, in terms of just building up my knowledge base. Which leads us nicely into another question that has come from our listeners, which is how do you come up with the content each week? (laughs) In the early days, it was a lot easier to come up with content because we had we had covered nothing. Mm. So you kind of get to start from scratch and we had a real plan of building up um, the content that we would give, you know, like 
how to find a broker yeah. and then how to make your first investment. And then once you've made your first investment, how do you manage your investments? But now it's so much more of like what's happening, what's engaging, like what's happening in the news cycle, what do people want to hear? Uh, like our recent Feb series was very much around like people being like, it's the beginning of the year. I spent so much money in December, January. Let's set ourselves up for success in in Feb. Yeah, I think it's very, I guess, guided in a lot of ways by the conversations that you and I are having just generally or the conversations that we're having with our friends in terms of what they're interested in in the moment. I know that sort of last year when the market turned, we did a lot of content around what is going on? What do interest rates rising mean for my stocks? Why is the market down at the moment? Is it going to go back up? Is it coming up now? And I think being able to, um, I guess, be a voice in that time for a lot of people who were new to investing and I guess just kind of quell some of the fears around like breaking it down. This is what's happening. This is why it's happening. Because I think a lot of the fear around investing is the unknown. But if you know why your stocks are down, then you can understand that, you know, it's the general market conditions and that's why it makes you feel a lot more confident and comfortable in your, in your decisions. Um, Mm. But yeah, I think in short, it's kind of like the content is very much driven by, by the conversations that we're having with our friends and the people around us. But there have been definitely some weeks (laughs) where we're like, what are we talking about? (laughs) What are we going to talk about this week? (laughs) It's just been a busy week. And then you're like, oh God, we need content. And then usually we'll just go to like a news story that we find interesting and then try and make content off that, which is always an easy way, I think, Mm. to find a conversation. One question that I get a lot is how does our partnership work with Equity Mates? Yes. Yeah, I guess we are a partnership. So we do all of our own content. We decide what we want to talk about every week. We come up, we do the research, we record, we organize our guests. I guess the partnership with Equity Mates really allows us to like monetize the podcast as well. They manage all of that side for us, which which is great. With working full-time we don't really have the time no. to do all that kind of back end stuff. So they're kind of like the back end with organizing where the podcast sits, particularly with their their media brand as well. Mm. Whereas we kind of think about the content, but we get a lot of input as well. We have monthly meetings. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, so we just touched on then about how we, I guess, wouldn't have time to be able to do all that other stuff. How do you, mm go with sort of delineating between the time spent on your day job and the time spent on the podcast? Well, Mads and I, when we first started, had a very strict conversation around that work is a priority. Like our day jobs are a priority. Yeah. We've got, you know, signed contracts with employers. They are very, I think both of our workplaces have been great in terms of letting us do this, but that's a priority. So the I think the number one with delineating is like if something at work needs to be done, I do that. Yeah. And then we have very open communication around when can we record and like it's just one of those things that we've been really lucky with that when I'm really busy, you'll have more time and when you're really busy, mm. you'll have more time. So I find I lean on you and then we both just have to be so adaptable and flexible. Like some nights we'll just be like, I can't re- record at 7 p.m. It's going to have to be 9.30 because yeah. like something's come up with work. Um but delineating is just that you you know that you have one priority, yeah. which is it kind of makes it a bit easier. I don't know. It does. And I think the fact that we're in similar kind of work environments helps with that as well, because if one of us at the last minute 
has to cancel the recording or one of us, you know, is super busy at the moment and like doesn't have time to post on social media that week. The other one gets it. Like we understand what that's like and we understand, I guess, the pressures or the stress that can come with our jobs. So I think, yeah, we've been super lucky that we've been able to lean on each other with that. And one thing I would say, which we spoke a lot about the founder series, a lot of the founders are talking about the, you know, people, if they've got co-founders or whatever else, it's really important to have really open conversations about this kind of stuff because otherwise you will find that there would be resentment that would come in Mm. because if you haven't had a conversation about it and someone's like, I'm always busy, I'm always busy. It's like, you'd be like, well then what, like, what's the point kind of thing. So I think we've been so lucky in the fact that because we have had those open conversations early, it's made it so much easier just to be like, Mads, I can't do that this week. And I'm not like, oh my God, she's going to be so mad at me. Like, I know that you're just going to be like, whatever, I'll do it good. Like, (laughs) you know? (laughs) No, I'm never fine. I'm like, yeah, no worries. I got you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Exactly. We did touch on this a little bit then, but I think let's chat about it a little bit because probably one of my favorite things about this founder series is when people do get a bit vulnerable about the monetizing or the fundraising or the, um, you know, how much they are paying themselves as founders. So one of the questions that I get asked the most about the podcast is, do we make money? So do we make money? (laughs) We make money. We make money, but it's not, you know, huge, huge amounts of money, which is on us because, you know, money obviously comes from growing your listenership, yep. comes through partnerships, comes through your social media. The bigger your listenership and social media, the more brands that want to work with you. Mm. Um, so we do make money through advertising. We either have like the ads that you'll hear in the middle, which are um Bryce and Alec talking, which are partnerships that Equity Mates has organised, or you do hear those like random ads that are read by random people and they're just ads that our um, platform will put through, which is called Acast. Um, so they're the two ways that we make money. And then if we do, you know, any other brand partnerships as well um, through social media, you can do campaigns, etc. Yeah. Um, or live events. Honestly, so we've made some money doing live um, events by like going to workplaces and I guess doing like a lunchtime and learn type thing or um, a personal development session around sort of personal finances and things like that. Yeah. And one of the coolest things I think we've done is um, we went up to Cairns mm. and did a two day learning session with O Media, which was just like so freaking fabulous. It was so fun. <laughs> Yeah, anyone that was, if you listen, you're at the O Media session. Like, we loved you so much. And we went out drinking with them yeah. at night. It was really great. <laughs> um, but they, instead of, you know, monetizing that because we did, we would otherwise have a fee, we decided instead to do an O Media campaign and get some billboards in um, schools, sorry, universities and office spaces. Mm. And that's just another way that you kind of work out, like we, we had to decide, do we want the fee or do we want to try and grow the brand? Yeah. And we decided that we want to try and grow the brand through that. So it's not money. It's like not technically cash, but you can do things for, I guess, other, I don't know, inputs. Yeah. We are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, but we'll be right back to chat more YIJC after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Next question that has come through from the listeners is what is the makeup of our listenership? And this is actually one that I'm quite proud of. So I think our listeners, and I think it's pretty similar to our Instagram, is about 70, 30 female male. And Mm. often when I tell people that, they're quite surprised that we do have 30% guys listening. And I, I really love that because I think in the same way that like I got into this space by listening to the equity mates guys talking about investing. I'm like, why can't guys listen to girls talking about investing? (laughs) Yeah. I also think we made a concerted effort at the beginning that this podcast could be for anyone. Yeah. There are a lot of podcasts that are more female focused or the audience is kind of just for women, which is great. Like there's so many of those podcasts that I listen to, but I think we made a conscious decision to be like, we actually just want to make this conversation inclusive Mm -hmm. and we don't want to make it like exclusive to certain, like just to one group. Um, So that's always been a conscious effort. But obviously, as we said in last week's episode, like equity mates by being the way of two guys, you probably attract more male audience. And it's the same with us. We've attracted more of a female audience, but I love getting questions from like anyone. It's, it's great. One of the things that I've learned a lot about building this business is how important it is to have a niche and to have like a real, Mm. really specific target audience. And, you know, I think in some ways by us taking the approach of trying to be a place for everyone, the niche point is really true in that you go in and you target a specific audience and that's, that really pays off. But I really am happy that we made that decision to not, I guess, pursue that path because I would rather have less listeners and be more inclusive and open than try and I guess go the other way and go after, go after a group that's really specific. I don't know if I'm really making sense. (laughs) I get, no, no. I think what you're saying is like so correct. It's kind of like you, if you go too specific, Mm. then you are purposely excluding. Yeah. You're saying like, I'm not saying that any, not saying that anyone that has a specific target market is doing that, Mm. but I think we were just saying that from our perspective, what we, what our goal was more reflected, not being way too specific, Mm. but you're right. You've got to have it. You really do need to have a very specific niche to see very fast growth. Yeah, It's a learning. It is. It's funny. People often ask me, do you guys only interview females on the podcast? And it's not something that we ever set out or intended to do. We have had a couple of guys come on as guests, but we would, it must be like 95 or 98% female yeah. interviews. But I think we actually just really got on this role of like finding all these female voices that weren't necessarily being platformed anywhere else. And, you know, we'd speak to one person and they'd say, oh, now you have to speak to this person. They connect us. And we just got on such a role that it wasn't an intentional decision to only interview females, but it kind of just happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then when you, when you do interview 
an incredible female, they'll be like, I'll tell you, I'll tell all my friends. Yeah. And I've got guests for you. And then there are more females. And like, it's just been, it's so cool. The networking that comes out of it, it's incredible. It is. Speaking of guests, who would be your dream guest to have on this podcast that we haven't already? We've had, so we've had some pretty amazing people. So this is really random, <laughs> but I mean, there's so many people I'd want to have on this podcast, but I would love to have um, Sarah Blakely. Oh, Blake, yeah, great Blakely. one. Yeah. Me too. Who, yeah, she's the founder of um, Spanx. Yeah. And I think, Mads, you might have spoken about her at one point. Um, I don't even know when, but I remember speaking to you about it. But I just think she founded this, like, billion-dollar company. Spanx. And, yeah, Spanx. And she, you know, kind of had, like, she started her career as like a salesperson going door to door and like has built this up and she's done incredible things for her employees, like give them like $10,000 or like two first class tickets to each employee to go away and like have incredible time after COVID and so cool. all this stuff. And I just, I just, she'd be so cool to talk to. Like what an incredible person. She seems that. like an absolute hoot. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> what about you? I think for me, it would be someone who I've spoken about a lot over the last two years, and that is Kathy Wood. She is probably the most famous female investor in the world. She has she started her own fund, ARK Invest, and she started it in her 60s, which I feel like is amazing because I think so often that's the time in which you think you're going to be winding down your career and, you know, you've sort mm. of, and I think the reason why I like that so much is, yeah, obviously retirement is great and hopefully, you know, that is what's happening. But I think when you take time out of the work to be a parent, especially a mum, it can be in that sort of real like 30s and 40s stage that you might have to sort of take a step back in your career a little bit. And I love the idea that you know, when your kids are growing up and at 60, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not done here. Like, and she's gone out and started yeah. her own fund that's been like super, super successful. I think to interview her and to chat to her would be so cool because they do all this amazing stuff with their fund around being super transparent about what they're investing in and they release all of their research to the public. And I think so much of that really ties into the mission that we have with your own good company. Yeah. Especially like after taking so much time, out of the workforce, like having the confidence to start your own business. Like that's totally unreal. Someone has asked, how are you feeling about investing at the moment? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I am feeling like I want to be investing as much as possible. And then once I have done my amount for the month, I switch it off and forget about it. I'm in a set and forget mm. mind frame. I'm investing majority in ETFs at the moment. I'm sort of have stepped back from, you know, that I feel like last year or the last couple of years, I've been really interested in different companies and their performance and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I think what I need at the moment is a bit more of a set and forget because I don't want to be buying into the news and the fear mongering that is around a bit more at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. And to be honest, I'm feeling like th- this year, next year is a great opportunity to be getting into the market at a lower, a lower point in sort of the market cycle. Whereas the last two years it's been high and it's been great that it's high because then you sort of could put money in anything and it would go up and you'd be like, ha, I'm amazing. And that's sort of yeah. not what's happening at the moment. But I think, um, 
if this podcast has taught me anything, it's like now, now is the time to be putting money in. Yeah. A hundred percent. What about you? Are you, how are you feeling? So I've been pretty consistent. Mm. It's been as, as same as you pretty set and forget, um, into ETFs, but I have taken a couple of months off of putting my money in every month, which is, you know, I, I usually am pretty good, but I've just been, I've just had so many other expenses. It's been a lot of weddings, mm. a lot of like social events, and I haven't found that extra like discretionary to put into the stock market. I've needed it for other things. Yeah. But I think now going into May, being in May, it's a little bit more knuckle down. I don't have as much on, so I'm going to be a bit more consistent again. Yeah. And the one thing I will say is that my Bitcoin is nearly at break even because I invested during the downturn. Yes. I have and not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like so excited for the day that it like gets to the same amount that I put in. <laughs> yeah. That we should let us know. Can you keep us updated? I will. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will let you know. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I've had, it's funny. I feel like I can really um, see how consistency pays off with the stock market. But then when it comes to crypto, I'm like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Last question, Mads, to round this out. This isn't a listener question, but it was your favourite question of the whole founder series, oh so I'm going to ask you instead. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you are sitting here in 10 years' time and you're looking back on a very successful 10 years for YIJC, what would that look like to you? Gosh. <laughs> I sometimes feel like when we do this and we ask ourselves the questions that we ask the founders, I realise how hard they are and I'm like, I'm yeah. so happy to ask these questions and get great answers. And then when I get asked them myself, I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> 10 years. I think, I don't know if we'll still be doing the podcast in 10 years, but I think you and I have spoken before about how we would love to continue to do something together. I feel like we're not quite sure what that would be yet, but we would love mm. to build something. And I think I would love if you're in good company as the podcast version was able to kind of like build, I think we've built a really beautiful community and I love it so much. And I love the people we get to interact with. And I think it would be really cool if we could, I guess, use this to grow something else of our own, something that is potentially in this space. Um, or definitely I think I would love to do something in the female empowerment space, but yeah, 10 years will be what are we We'll be 37. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be doing a podcast in 10 years' time. <laughs> like weekly content for oh the next Lord. 10 years may kill us, not sure. <laughs> but I agree, just definitely like something in this space because the community is just so cool mm. to interact with, like more live events, networking, I don't know. Be interesting to see. We'll come back when we're 37 and let you guys know. <laughs> It's a terrifying thought. <laughs> Hopefully I have like a bloody house or something by then. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, so it has been an incredible founder series. I think it's been eight or nine weeks now. And honestly, yeah, every week I think we've just left these conversations feeling with our hearts so full, feeling super inspired. So 
Yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure. And if any of the founders that are listening to this, thank you so much. Thank, thank you on yeah. behalf of the audience as well because dedicating their time, it's obviously it's like it's an hour, it's a big chunk of time. So thank you and I hope everyone's really taken something out of it. So we hope you have enjoyed. We would love to hear your thoughts. Jump into our Facebook group, YGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. Otherwise, join us on Instagram and TikTok at YIGC Podcast. You'll hear from us soon. Bye. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 5406. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.